All right, and welcome back to episode 19 of uh, Three White Guys Try Not to Say the N-Word for an Hour. <laughs> I am producer Tom. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm, I'm working on something. Yeah, he's uh, he's opening our uh, our alcohol of choice, which is a bit of a switch up from our okay. usual uh, style. Gotta, um, oh, we're doing uh, Howie oh. Red 19 Crimes Wine. Oh, shit. With Snoop Dogg on the Yes, cover. it is Snoop Dogg's official wine. Here, yeah. we're going to get the, uh, the sound effect from it. No, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, wait, wait. Did oh. we just and we're doing what did you do to this bottle? I didn't you know do anything. Right? Thank God Amanda's still here. She's our wine wait, expert. Wait, what? Okay, this yeah. needs to come off. You're supposed to say that. Even I know All that. Right. I don't drink wine. We're, yeah, trying, to, we're trying to get the good sound effect you of keep the pop. Uh, you keep doing your thing. I'm going to save what Mike did here. All right. And the album, yeah, we're doing Doggy Style. <laughs> doggy Style from Two Dog. Yes. 1993 <laughs> classic. I'm going home. Oh, my God. You're already home, Mike. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so once we uh, once we crack this bad boy open, we'll uh, do a bit of a different review. We've never Together. done a wine. No. We just stuck to beers, and we did a seltzers one. And ready? Yeah, oh, Mazel Tov, baby. <laughs> nice. Tr- <laughs> Mike, I'm gonna give you a a, a D for Ooh. Um, attempt. So shall we pour here? Yeah. There's a whole science behind. Pouring wine. wine. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sniff mine. it, you gotta stem I, it. You yeah, pour it in, I, I, you yeah. swirl it, and uh-huh. then you smell it. Yeah, okay. it, it, it uh, supplies an aroma. Yes, it's an aroma. So here, I just we get to a... put it back down because someone said it was. Oh my god, it's Walter's grape juice. Uh, that's a good pour there, Tom. That's all I want. Is... <laughs> that's all you want? That yeah. is a that's a serving right there. Oh no, no, no. I'm to go about a half inch up. I had a sip. Why would you? Did you take it from the bottle? Yeah. Now we're here. Do you have the Rona? That's like Snoop. I know. I don't have the Rona. Me too. Me too. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Well, for those out there, I hate wine. This is Joe speaking. I hate wine. But I don't really know you do what you got to do for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, these are also <laughs> really big wine glasses too. Yeah, I'm gonna are... do a full serve. I'm gonna do that because I gotta drive home. Okay. That's all right. All right. Stem it. So we gotta. Yes. Yeah, so we gotta be some classy it. Right, no. We gotta swirl, swirl it. it. Mm. We can. You can cheers first. Okay. Smell it. Oh, this reminds me of Grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> it is very pleasant. On the couch. Cheers. <laughs> all right. Ah, uh, to Gloria. Oh, Mama. Oh, that's good. All right, guys, what do you guys say? You know what? <laughs> it's really good. Not that bad. No. Goes down. Woo! And then Joe's Oh, choking. Joe's making a face. <laughs> Great. I don't like it. It's actually not bad. It's uh, uh, good. So let's, uh, so, uh, let me give a bit of a background oh, to, to the 19 Crimes uh, oh, label. Veggie fries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't crunch on camera. I won't, I won't. On the back it says. <laughs> Definitely the crunch. <laughs> It says, 19 Crimes tells the true story of rule breakers who beat the odds, overcame adversity, and went on to become folk heroes in their society. This spirit lives on today through innovators and cultural creators like Callie's own Snoop Dogg. A leader in contemporary pop culture, Snoop embodies the timeless values of the 19 Crime rogues who came before him. And some other stuff about their website, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So it's, it's red wine from California, 14.1%. It is? Yes. Which is high for wine. Yes. Yeah, we're getting fucked up. Makes sense. Yes. I know. The guy what? who washes down with veggie sticks. Yeah, I, I so, can't. Uh, this is not. I'm just going to throw a So Calvin Broadus Jr., mm, a.k.a. AKA Snoop Dizzle. The O-double-G? <laughs> Originally known as Snoop Doggy Dog, actually. His yeah. name is Calvin? Yeah. His name's Calvin. <laughs> Calvin. What? <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. So he released this wine. This was maybe like a year or so ago. 
Um, in partnership with 19 Crimes, it is a Snoop Cali Red, you know, giving that uh, nice dark purple color for a red wine, um, <laughs> which you'd think would be red. Um, <laughs> um, they're, they're based out of uh, Australia, 19 Crimes. Oh, Are they? Okay. Ooh, yeah, Australian wine company. Uh, their first California wine release. Hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. It is 65% Petite Syrah. Syrah. Yep. 30% Zinfandel and 5% Merlot. Mm. Um, Quite. It retails for $12 a bottle. <laughs> it does? That's it. 12 bucks. That was pretty good. Pinky's uh, out. Let's see. Mm. Um, and let's see. As a review, it was uh, Snoop Kelly Red was a brilliant and dark purple in color with notes Accurate. of toasted oak. Mm. Accurate. Uh Candied cherries, blackberries, and a slight afterthought of licorice. Mm. Uh, features, it also features a light, slight linger of heat on the palate. Heat. Like hot? I, heat. Like temperature? <laughs> heat. Yeet? <laughs> Yeet? The <laughs> white? Um, yeah. Uh, we also... We also will post at some point, but we downloaded the app. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see that now. Talk about that. 19 Crimes so has an app. So 19 Crimes has, like, interactive bottles. You download this app, you scan the label, and it, like, talks to you. So we did that here. Let's get a little example here. Yeah, so it's like a uh, it's like a holographic uh, Snoop Dogg thing where yep. you scan it. And he's supposed to, like, talk on the bottle. So like his face is like almost animated. Yeah, it's it cool. is pretty awesome. It's very cool. Are you gonna take a video of this, I Mike? Am, I am for for footage. Yes. On on the gram. Okay, so you scan it right here. Scanned. I believed in myself when the world tried to train a dog not to. Gotta thank myself for that. I already did, but I'm gonna do it again. So you're yeah. supposed to do multiple lines, mm-hmm. right? So if you do it yeah, again, yeah. So Every if you time do it again, scan it. They call me the Dog Father, King of the West Coast. And I was born at Defy Society. All right. Thanks. Thanks All for right. the line. <laughs> thanks, dog. <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting that they have that. The I mean, graphic is awesome. Like, yeah. it's not like it lines right up with the bottle. Like, no, it, pretty it sweet how they that. made that. I definitely say for anyone who likes red wine, red blends, any type of red, Nineteen Crimes is incredible wine. Yeah. they do a really good job. You like a lot of their wine. They are my yeah, they're my favorite. What do you have a quick rating on this? The Cali Red, from all the other 19 crimes I've had, and just, I do love my wine. I'd give it, am I still doing out of five? Yeah. All right, I'd give it like a 4.5. It's a really good Ooh. wine. Ah. I, like, from a wine lover, i definitely suggest to try it. Okay. Cool. To keep that in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank it's you. Very good. So my question. I don't taste. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I don't taste the licorice, though. So it does say licorice. I, I hate licorice. I don't taste it at all. And I don't get that heat yet. So, um... If you're expecting that, I, I definitely don't get it at the first uh, couple sips. So my question is, you said it's it's all about, like, uh, when it comes to the 19 guy, people who have, like, come overcome adversity and everything else. So what's the point of the Walking Dead version? <laughs> <laughs> they overcame not being a zombie. No, but they all are a zombie on it. So oh. <laughs> they There's did. a Walking Dead 19 crash? I, I believe so. Is it called The Warden? There's a couple special ones that 19 Crimes has come out with, and I there's so this one's a Cali Red, obviously a Snoop Dog, but um they have another one called the Warden, which recently not recently came out, maybe a couple of years ago, and I'm trying to figure out that could be the Walking Dead one. I'm not sure, but 19 Crimes in general usually has when you pop the cork, it gives you a number. It's one to 19 of crimes, 
Like, you can collect them, but every cork tells a story. And then, like Joe mentioned, when you scan the label, it tells you the story. Mm, cool. On the app. But, so, it's a cool, like, little collectible item, too. I'm definitely missing number 19. It's driving me crazy. But, really? Yep. Whoever's got the number 19, send it our way. Yeah, yep. please give it to me. DM it to us. <laughs> That's cool, like he's on the course. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, so we should, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Um, Snoops doesn't have an actual number. It has his beautiful face. I feel like they should have uh, been more clever with the, the name of this. Like, could have, I know. Could have incorporated something with gin and juice. Like yeah. the title of this, Sip on Red and Juice. I think they went with uh, Cali Red because it's their first California like okay. release mm. wine. And he's yeah. from West Coast. And he's the whole idea of he's a West Coast rapper. Mm-hmm. And... Back in the '90s, it was the West Coast versus the East Coast, and it was mm-hmm. this big feud. And so, and California is known for their pretty good wines, right? Yeah, Napa. yeah. And then this is mm-hmm. obviously, you know, a red wine. So, yep, yeah. I, I would assume that's kind of where they went with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are not uh, wine snobs. N- we are not wine connoisseurs. <laughs> no, so, it's a bit out of, uh, yeah. out of our comfort zone. That's why um, which I appreciate. Help, helpful that Amanda's still here. Still here. We, yeah. It's like we slept over like a week. You know, we, it happens. We, all week. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm She's just here, here because you guys said the word 19 crimes, and I decided <laughs> that I wanted to be a part of it. Gotcha. Oh, Noted. Yeah. So the gang. I do have to say, I keep sipping on this, and it's becoming more tolerable. Okay. Which is, you know, you know me, Amanda. Joe does not drink wine. I hate everybody. wine. Everybody. Yeah. you're wondering. Cool. He'll sip it, and he gets his face. Yeah. I'm afraid of like red teeth. It is very interesting, though. I gotta say, over, uh, you know, but it's all based off of like, as they say, infamous people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and they're all real? Done crimes. Yeah, they're real crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What a cool concept. Oh, it's a very creative. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that the wine is so good, yeah. that helps them out. And it's sure. cheap. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, and it's affordable. <laughs> it's affordable. So their bottles range anywhere from like nine ninety nine to 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen any bottle more than that. That, it, that. That's such a great buy, and mm-hmm. like, that's hard to come by because usually companies, whatever product you make, you either go all in on like the concept or all in on the quality. Mm-hmm. This goes all in on everything. The concept is cool with the scanning labels on all the bottles, the theme, all the crimes. The wine is actually good. And it's affordable price, mm-hmm. so it's like, how could you not? Yeah. yeah. It's more in-depth than, like, barefoot, where it's just, like, a fucking foot on the cover yeah, of it. Right. Yeah, you know? seriously. Yeah. So, 19 crimes turned convicts into colonists. Upon conviction, British rogues guilty of at least one of the 19 crimes were sentenced to live in Australia rather than death. Mm-hmm. So all the convicts mm. were sent to Australia, and they had mm. to live there. <clears throat> um, this punishment by transportation began in 1787, and many of the lawless died at sea. For the rough-hewn prisoners who made it to shore, uh, a new world awaited. As prisoners in the frontier... I actually learned about this in high school. Um, as prisoners... <laughs> Just not coming back to you. It really did. <laughs> this wine celebrates the rules they broke and the culture they built. And then it's got a list on their website of all the 19 crimes that they could have broke to be sent to Australia. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Oh, okay. That I did not know. What a cool one like, of them is stealing concept. roots, trees, or plants and destroying them. That makes yeah. I've seen some interesting yeah. things on the cork that I'm like, wow, that's a crime. But I'm like, okay. Assault with an it. intent to rob. Mm-hmm. So not actually robbing. Hey, cool concept though. 
Awesome. Get, I gotta get yeah, no, credit definitely. here. Definitely. Really yeah. cool concept. I'm glad we uh, we did this. I'm glad you guys are too. I got free wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, take the rest. We uh, shall we uh, transition to the album now? We shall. Yeah. All right. All Amanda, right. thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. Figured I'd give a hand with the wine. You guys yeah. did all right. Oh, Enjoy the album. <laughs> so yeah, um, Snoop Dogg, 1993. Uh, this is his first album, right? First album mm-hmm. and labeled. Uh, as one of the most influential, if not mm-hmm. one of the best Snoop, uh, Snoop rap albums. Oh, yeah. Period. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Especially for the time, you yep. know. Um, and I hear a lot of the influences that he kind of inadvertently given to a lot mm-hmm. of modern artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, uh, especially Kendrick Lamar, who is kind of has that West Coast sound. Um, I, I had listened to, I was a big fan of Kendrick before this album. Okay. And then kind of going back and hearing mm-hmm. this, it's very cool to hear, like, all the tiny things he adds. Like, in one of the songs he has um, someone saying, Steady Loan, Steady Roans, which is how Gin and Juice starts. Mm-hmm. Or he says it in there. Um, he says, like, I'll put that on my mama and my baby boo too, which is in, um, I think it's a Murder is the Case, if I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Um, but anyway, uh, my personal experience with this, um, I didn't really get into rap music at all until, like, late middle school, like, that kind of mm-hmm. era of my life. I remember saying like kind of similar to country music where like i would just like shit on it for no reason i would just be like oh they're just people talking like that's not even music yeah. but i was just being dumb and um <laughs> yeah. so i was introduced to this like lil wayne some like drake shit but this um the first song i was introduced to is who am i what's my name yeah, oh, yeah. shout out to jordan betts the homie um i i think this album's a classic i think there's a lot of really good songs on it yeah um it, 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 he kind of draws a lot from his contemporaries. He kind of has that kind of like mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I mean, Tupac sound. But obviously like... Dr. Dre. Yeah, he, he name yeah. drops Dr. Dre like I mean, every he, song pretty much. essentially samples Biggie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, um, it just takes... Uh, uh, Lodi Shiz- Dodi. Was it Shiznit or was it Lodi Dodi? I think it was Lodi Dodi. I'll double check on that. Um, yeah, where he, he basically just steals Hypnotize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then just uses it at the end. Well, he also samples a lot of P-Funk too, right? Because that's the, the, the G-Funk. The whole the genre, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah for sure. Yeah, because he calls himself I, a G. I, I love that in the, um, the G-Funk intro song where mm-hmm. he says like... He basically introduces the, the sub-genre of... Hip-hop. Yeah, I love that. I think that, that was that was a really cool yeah, definitely. Um, little ear candy there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the track Bathtub, I don't know. A lot of rap albums have these like spoken word kind of mm-hmm. like things. I, I don't know. I, it, it felt like an intro to the intro. Yes. Which G-Funk was, I think, the actual intro. Yes. Um, and... I feel like a lot of albums, especially around this time period, had a lot of skits in them. Yes. And yes. this thing is loaded with skits. Some, loaded. Some yes. really good, some really bad. <laughs> some really fun, fun yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, so, Bathtub is an opener. Not necessarily one I'm going to be listening to every time I no. turn the album on. For me, for me, the album starts with G-Funk intro. Like, it's yeah. such yeah. a good introduction. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because really the first song is... Gin and Juice. Like, that's mm-hmm. like the first song on the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, the second single, but probably one of his most yeah. known songs. Yeah. I mean, so oh, it's yeah. an interesting way to start. Yeah, I mean, that's just a classic mm-hmm. song right there. I'm not as big of a fan as Gin and Juice as you guys are. Well, no, it's a good song. It's a good song. I'm sure. just saying it has like the cultural kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm staying not gonna... power. I mean, by no means. I, I'll be honest. I didn't even mark it as favorite sleeper or none of that. Like, Me neither. Yeah, no, I didn't. 
Um, but it, it is a good song. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like cover bands cover it. Yeah. you know, because um, it just it kind of has that reach. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the the synth that that like one note that kind of oh, yeah. holds for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, that also that's another thing that kind of irks me with a lot of the songs on this is that that high pitched synth that's on like the chorus or the verse. Yeah, yeah. It's it on just pretty it, much everything. Yeah, it, it gets a little bit too much after a long mm-hmm. period yeah. of time. But I guess that was the production at the time. You know, th- those were the samples like at yeah, the fingertips. Yeah. That was the common you know mm-hmm. commonalities. That's what was popular. Yeah, I'm gonna give this album a, a fair bit of slack just due to the time that it yeah. came out. 1993. There's not a lot of rap albums mm-hmm. that even sound no. similar to this. No. So this kind of influenced a lot more people. Well, I mean, if you even read up on it a little bit, they talk about like that that um, the birth of that G funk, mm-hmm. um, and they say that it really started with the Chronic by Dre in '92. That's a great album. I mean, we're talking a year before Snoop puts this album out. With Dre as his primary producer, yep. so you're saying he's the second guy to put out an album like this. So mm-hmm. again, it's not like it's been years and years of this happening. Right, and exactly. All of a like he's at the forefront. Right, we're looking at the beginning right here. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. you know you have to look at it with that kind of grain of salt. That if, For know, sure. That idea yeah, that he really was a pioneer in this style of yeah. West Coast G-Funk rap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I kind of give it a bit more slack for is um, I feel like lyrically it gets a little repetitive mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, I mean, the it, themes it are yeah, kind of similar, very similar. Kind of similar to what we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's really a lot of overlap in the yeah. lyrics. You know, he's talking yeah. about smoking weed and fucking bitches yeah. and, you know... Yeah, baby mama this. and all that. Yeah, yep. and that was one of my knocks on the album is mm. the repetitiveness, and, you know, we talked about that last episode, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Although, there, uh, which song is it? He actually talks about all his homies and rubbers, so he is actually... Uh, Ain't you no know, fun. Yeah, and he's mm. actually very conscious of uh, safe sex, yes. which mm-hmm. I, you know, I appreciate. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For not raw there. dogging. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's another thing I wanted to mention. Um, Nasty dog. Oh, no. on the G Funk intro, there's a lot of dude. Wait, I'm sorry, Tom. Okay, I don't want to cut off. I love how much biatch is used on this album. I crack up every time it's said biatch. I love biatch. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Um, yeah, on G Funk intro, I appreciate all of the uh, the lyrics that kind of tie in the themes of like mm-hmm. him being a dog and like, oh, you know, he's got to give her the bone and you take a doggy bag home. Yep. Yeah. And like all, all this kind of relations to his name and yep. how that how like connects. I thought that was really cool to uh, yeah. kind of have as a bit of a, uh, a, a, a thematic somewhat kind of connection. I, I love the line. It says, get your pooper scooper because... Blank, I can't say the word. It's talking <laughs> shit. I love that. I thought I it was, thought just, was I thought it was super interesting that you essentially don't hear Snoop Dogg until the third song on the album. Yes. I mean he really the first two songs between the skit and a little bit of music, there's a chick on there, there's him. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden Snoop Dogg on Gin and Juice comes in and yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. I've well, been listening for five minutes and I still haven't heard Snoop. If I'm not mistaken, it's popular like hip yeah. and or hip. Rap and hip hop concerts that there's these hype people out yeah. before they, the artist themselves mm-hmm. actually comes out. Yep. So this kind of sounds like that in album form. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got the Shiznit. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought this was funny. Like I loved the, it. Mm-hmm. The radio. Um, yeah. Yeah, a little radio intro. Yeah. There's a lot of. 
ball talk on this album. Yeah. There's a lot of references in the, the lyrics back to nuts. Yeah. And like yep. the, the weird, uh, I, I liked it, but it was like yeah. the station was called W Balls. Yeah. yeah. His so name w was Saul. W Balls. And his, the guy was Saul T Nuts. Yes. Yep. Saul yep, yep, he T Nuts. PJ <laughs> And then there's one later where he's also on a radio station where the guy's called Easy Dick. Yeah. Yep. I like the jazz flute that kind of Yes. Yeah. That yes. actually was my favorite part of that song. I yep. made that one of my favorite songs on the album. Because oh, yeah. What in the hell? Who expects Snoop Dogg to come out with Yaz Yaz Flute? <laughs> soft J. Yeah, Soft J. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. I like that song. Yeah, it definitely. Um, then on to uh, Lodi Dodi. Yep. Or Lot Lottie Dottie. I don't know. I'm going with Low. Yeah, Lodi. probably Low. Lodi. Um, I Lodi. actually Lodi. Lodi. Yeah. I, I think it's like AW, Lodi Dodi. Lodi. Yeah, I was not a big fan of this one. Yeah, um, it was okay. It was, I, a, it was a bit long, not the longest, but it was definitely up there in um, terms of track lists. Um, the beat isn't really that good enough to be super repetitive. And granted, a lot song, of yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, the production choices kind of do that, where mm-hmm. they repeat a part of the beat and then just loop it for the whole thing. But it didn't have the substance to mm-hmm. stand up to that. Um, it had a. It, I like the lyrical content. It, it kind of told a story, and it was a bit more thematic. Um, didn't really have a lot of those, you know, styles that they're mm-hmm. usually going with. Um, the overlapping conversation in the beginning, kind of like at a party, was just jarring yeah. for me. Um, and I, was, I usually would skip it if I was listening to the whole thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. It, I mean, for for well, at the time, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Be honest with you, my favorite part of that song was the fact that he kind of uh, sampled and went with like the the Biggie, the hypnotize and yeah. all that. Um, and I, I thought it was just kind of cool, like it was almost like paying homage to him in a way. And even though technically, like the whole West Coast East Coast was like a big issue, but yet here we have West Coast, you know, sampling and actually like almost paying homage, like I said to to that East Coast style rap. Yeah. Um, and the way he introduced it into that song, I thought actually worked out really mm-hmm. well. So that was the only thing that really kind of set that song aside for me was I was like, oh, cool. You know, he's singing to that rhythm that we already know. Mm-hmm. And then, but he's adding kind of his own twist on the lyrics and fitting it into his own song. So I was definitely, uh, I definitely like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next two songs though, very cool. Murder was the case. Yep. And mm. serial killer. Um, I believe if I read correctly, and I wish I watched it before recording this, but I think they made a music video for the both of these songs together, and it was kind of like an oh. epic, kind of like a thriller, kind of extended, almost like mini movie. Okay. And I thought these were, you know, obviously two good songs for that because they're they're uh, content. But uh, yeah, no, the, the right in the heart of the album here, this is good good stuff right here. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Murder Was the Case. Yeah. Um, it was a bit darker in terms of uh-huh. style and substance. Um, it was a bit more uh, refined track that kind of brought out the darker elements. Um, in um, the darker elements of like being famous too, like you're gonna have people that want to kill you. Yeah. So yep. that that was really interesting. The high pitched synth was a little bit less in the forefront than most tracks. It was good. Yeah, it was good stuff. I mean, not bad songs. I mean, they all, again, they do all sound somewhat similar after a while. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting, the six million ways to die, and then he comes mm-hmm. in with the with mm-hmm. his with his raps and leads right into Who Am I? 
Oh, you what's my name? What about serial killer? <laughs> right? Yeah, you didn't mention serial killer. Oh, I, oh you mentioned them together. Them. We were talking about those together. They're we separate not? tracks, Michael. They were separate tracks, but they were one music video. That is, well, right. But are we? Yeah, are right. we well, we, are we hops in music videos? <laughs> Right, we're not even hops this episode. Vines, <laughs> <Sure. laughs> vines, music videos, grapes, uh, music videos. Yeah, right, vines. Um, oh man. Okay, yeah. So yeah, if we go to the the probably the most renowned track yeah. on the album, who you know, who am I? What's my name? I would say probably gin and juice would be more refined than that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't this, know. this was probably the first Snoop song I heard. Me too. Oh yeah, this was my first Snoop yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, you're probably right. I don't. I don't know if Who Am I has the staying power as Gin and Juice, but this was the first single um, on the first album. You know, obviously it's yeah. about him. I'm actually kind of surprised this song was this late in the album because uh, it's almost like an introduction to him. Mm-hmm. You know. No, agree. I, I'm surprised this wasn't like. And it was the first single. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised this didn't. Second, Doggy Dog World was third. I'm surprised they didn't like shorten the G Funk intro and then went into this because if you notice, like the 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 bass line, it is the pretty much the same bass line as it is in G Funk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. So well, if they kind of blended those two songs together and have this be the beginning of the album, mm-hmm. it would have made a little more sense to me. And if you look at the writers for Who Am I, What's My Name, uh, George mm-hmm. Clinton is actually one of the writers. I absolutely okay. believe it. So, uh, you know, the infamous, famous George Clinton. Well, that's probably because yeah. they needed to give him credit because wasn't this sampled? Isn't this a sample of a mm-hmm. Parliament song? Oh, it might be. I it's didn't get that far, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, uh, um, I'll research that while we so go. They probably had to give him credit. Well, if that's the case, then I was going to say something about how he has really good, like... Um, baseline choices on this yeah. but well, if that's true then it's not really his well, I, I think decision. that's why he calls this G-Funk is because yeah. they they bring in they, they sample so, P-Funk riffs yeah. but then make it into rap the whole idea behind the gangster funk is that they're basically using the slow hypnotic grooves the deep bass but they're specifically sampling P-Funk mm-hmm. and using that on their albums right so, so I bet have, that's why George Clinton exactly. is getting credit on that song George Clinton's bass lines on a Snoop Dogg album, and that gives the combination of the funk and the gangster, and you have the G funk. Yeah. Um, and they say that Dr. Dre was the first one to kind of do that on Chronic, um, and kind of start to build that style of. They talk about some of the the uh, artists in the '80s that do it. Yeah. But um, this is more when it became a little more prevalent, and then um, you know Snoop Dogg. Really, kind of Andre's label, yeah, blew it up even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will double check on the whole what's my name, mm-hmm. George Clinton combination. Yeah, no, I, I love this track. Oh, yeah, um, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's like the first, like one of the first handful of rap songs I was ever introduced to in general, and it's definitely a good start. Um, the really good dance beat. Um, I feel like he switches up his flow a lot more. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember on one of the tracks, he mentions how people are like stealing his flow. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see how he kind of switches it up a little bit more. He's yeah. just like, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. I, I love his rapping style on, on the entire song. Yeah. It's so, it's so like iconic. Yeah. It's so unique to him. His yeah, rapping style in general is just very... Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like listening, you know, you give your example of like, we grew up more with Eminem and he has his style of rap. Then you listen to like a Snoop Dogg and it's, you know, again, it's just very specific. Laid back. Yeah, it's very... Laid back. It's almost lazy. 
but it's right, not, it's not, it, yeah, it's yeah, not it's aggressive. Not. It's, it's, it's uh, stoned out of your mind, is yeah. what I would call it. Yeah. So to go back, um, so the baseline that they sampled was off of the 1982 release of uh, Atomic Dog. So that was from George Clinton's album in 82, Computer Games. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think it's a P-Funk song. It's specifically a George Clinton song. But it's in that similar uh, but style. But it's, again, George Clinton's P-Funk reached everything commercial. They were just, P-Funk's great. Yeah. You should do a P-Funk album at some point. I'd love to. I, I think but, we um, talked about that. One, we right? did. Um, but yeah, so they sampled that song. Yeah, no, that track is definitely in like the... The hip hop track Hall of Fame for oh, me. Mm-hmm. Oh God, absolutely. Well yeah. said. Absolute classic. Yep, for sure. True bangin' in every sense. Um, Mike, do you want to read the title of this next track though? <laughs> uh, <laughs> for all my <clears throat> my bitches. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You you read that beautifully, Tom. Thank you. Well done. Did you cough there? Sorry. In my, in my notes, I I I said for all my ends and my bees. <laughs> yeah. Um. um Go ahead. This track, um, it, I, I really enjoyed this track. It was like a grimy, like, gang vocal track. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Wu-Tang or something similar to that. Um, at, at points, though, it did sound like kids that just learned how to swear for the first time. Like, Corrupt swears <laughs> a lot that. on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. But, yeah, good track for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it got, it's got a lot of energy. You know, it just kind of goes there's no real down point in it it just keeps going and going and going and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. keeps everything up like an energizer mm-hmm. bed mm-hmm. yeah for real yeah i hated this song i thought really? it was absolute trash because the chorus they just keep saying over like we get it you know it, but i can see maybe in a live concert like that's the hype up song yeah. and everyone in the crowd flipping their fingers put your hands up in the air i get that but i don't need to listen to that on an album you know, cut it. Uh, it's four and a half it, minutes. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Well, you, you don't need four and a half minutes of saying well, that. four and a half. Yeah. So I, ha- I hate the song. I, it's a, it's <laughs> wow. a skip from. Wow. Me. Okay. I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. Not no rep- no uh, respect to the dog pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not the shining not a shining star in the album for me. Okay. Solid. Um, <laughs> I think my biggest... <laughs> I'm listening to the next song. I'm thinking my the biggest downfall overall on the album is that, like, every song has some sort of intro. Yeah. Like, that's my killer. Like, there's no flow from song to song to song. It's song to intro to song to intro to song to intro. Yeah. That, that kills it a little bit for me. Like, you get a guy like Eminem, and again, we grew up with Eminem more so than we... I mean, I was four years old when this album came out. My parents weren't quite ready to let me listen to it. So... <laughs> You're still forming memories. Yeah. Uh, but you listen to Eminem, and he's got his skits kind of strategically placed here and there, here and there. And... They're like accents to the album. And this, again, for the time, made sense. But every song opens up with some sort of skit, talking, vocal, for the most part. And it becomes a little bit of a flow killer after a while. Like, you go to listen and you're like, and another skit. And then the song starts. Like, oh, this is a good song. And a skit. And then, oh, this is a good song. And a skit. And it just becomes a little too much after a while. I get it. But I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. It, it does kind of slow down the album a bit. Yeah. Um, even on the track after this, uh, Ain't No Fun, it has another, uh, like, 
radio introduction. Mm-hmm. But I yep. I love this track. This is a great yeah, song. Yeah, it's a good song. Slow, sexy R and B track. Oh yeah. Um got the classic Nate Dogg and Warren yep. G on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ladies. That's a great track. Great, yeah, it's a great song. Uh bunch of sex talk. But the it's it's like um there's a lot of like talk about, you know, sex with bitches on the album, if I can say that word. Um <laughs> sex or bitches? Either. <laughs> <laughs> But um, this is the first track that's focused on it mm-hmm. and really kind of goes in deeper. And, um, you know, it can get a bit vulgar at times, you know. Yeah. But, you know, fantastic yeah. features, great really smooth does, yeah. R&B track. Definitely uh, up there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm like listening to it. It's you just, do. it's a funny song. It's fun. Yeah. It, I, I, more I like it. it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does get vulgar, though. There's some... It's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, I'm not going to show this to... not. No. <laughs> I ain't showing this to Gloria. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, uh, yep. what do we have next? Doggy, Doggy Dog, Dog World. World. Mm-hmm. Third it's... single. Yep. Really? Yeah. Another lengthy intro. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I, I get lost on the album. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it, but... And the song itself is okay. It's not one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. The last like handful of tracks aren't really. It has that super same bass line yeah. again. Yeah, they were really pushing that funk bass line, and then you know, but they didn't definitely didn't change it up too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry, we're oh. both just listening to the track. Yeah, <laughs> while it's on, it's not that bad, but no, in retrospect, it's it's not a standout. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. There's, you, a lot, there's a lot more features than I previously oh, realized. Yeah. It's all over the place, which is another issue I have on the album. Like, well, I'll get into I that. feel like that was a little bit more, though. Again, we keep talking about 93 and the times and the, you know, that was a big thing back then. Like, all the songs. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You listen to, if you put on a, a station on one of your, whether it's Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, and you put on a Snoop Dogg or a Dre or a, an M, even an Eminem, and you listen. 90% of those songs have a feature. It's not just one rapper doing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that is because, you know, they don't do the solo, like a guitar solo versus like when you listen to a rock song, you know, you have those change-ups with a breakdown and a guitar solo and all that. And here you have your verses and your choruses and your raps and kind of that guitar solo is a feature. Is you know a, what I mean? Uh, a, it is another a artist. A line, a rap, yeah. You know, um, Again, that's just me kind of looking at it from a different lens of wondering, is that why they have so many features? Yeah. Um, no, it's a good view. I just feel like it was overdone. Like every sing- almost every single song has Pretty much. The Shiznit doesn't have a feature written on it. What's My Name doesn't have a, technically a feature on it. Um, Jesus Hustlers. Jesus Hustlers. Yeah, that's but pretty you, much it. You know what? Maybe it... Maybe Jesus and Hustlers has a feature. Really? Nancy Fletcher. Oh, oh yeah, right. Um, yeah. me, you know, maybe it was necessary because he was. This was his first album, and he was only known from his appearance on the Chronic. And yeah. So maybe they needed that a to push. like that kind of to fill out, you know, the sound or have some familiar names to kind of help it out. But like, I think of him now, and I'm like, he doesn't need a lot of features like no. that, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah, he's still trying to uh, get his name out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's taking people like Warren G, Nate Dogg, Corrupt, mm-hmm. Daz, yep. name dropping 
Dr. Dre on every track. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, remember me? I was on that good album. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he didn't he do any... He didn't, like, rap or anything on the album. He just produced. I think he might have dropped, like, one or two, like, ad-lib lines. Yeah, did he? Okay. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure, but... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this anyway, song... Yeah, G's, you know, and, G's and Hustlers. Doggy Dog World. Just oh. Kind of, eh. okay. But that's yeah. where we are right now, right? Yeah. yeah. It was kind of eh. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. Nothing too not, not a big standout. Didn't really, I didn't stand really remember it that much. Nope. I, I did enjoy G's and Hustlers, though. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. this song. Good song. Yeah. The... The beat is so good. Yeah. I will say another lengthy intro, Agreed. kind of talking to like the kids, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to do this. Yeah. Kind of neat, but like, you know, after you've heard it, Drags you don't on. need to hear it again. Drags on. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but wait, this was the one where he was a kid in school, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a funny. Yeah. yeah. I liked the little like baby music yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of neat. Yeah, big fan of this song. It was a fun song. Definitely, definitely yeah. go back to this for sure. He was pretty animated on yep. the on the performance too, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yep. And then now we end it with uh, "Pump Pump" with a little Malik. Yep. Eh. <laughs> right. It could it could have been a better like wrap up to the whole album as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a lot when, to say about it. Not, when, not one of my favorites. Yeah. When I listen to the album, I try not to look at the tri- like what track I'm on. I'm just trying to yeah. get it all in. Yeah. Well, no, I I just didn't expect that to be the ending song. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, so I was like, oh, okay, the album's over. So it just seemed out of place to me. It was just an okay song for me. Yeah, it was pretty abrupt to the rest of the album. Yeah. And again, another lengthy intro in the beginning of. Yeah, I mean, we're talking thirty seconds to a minute. All these intros. That's just exactly kind of the biggest killer for me. Yeah, I'd say at least a quarter of the album is just skits. Yeah, which is very, very a lot. Yeah, a lot. Granted, nowadays you don't really hear that many skits, mm-hmm. so they can be a little bit jarring to you now. Yeah, but even in comparison, it's still a bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's got that running baseline. Doom, 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 doom. You know, so I, mm-hmm. that running bass line, you know, that part's good. I mean, the bass in the whole album, because you're going with that P-funk kind of. Oh, yeah. You know, so you get the G-funk. But the bass is great. They got that. That, that synth does get a little overused, because um, that's kind of the only other thing they have besides the bass is mm-hmm. that synth and then the rap. Um, not a terrible rap. You got the female vocals in it a little bit, but overall, it's, it's okay. Yep. And here we are. Wow, we reached the end of the album. That was a lot quicker than the last recording. Well, yeah. I know these last couple of episodes have been marathons, and now I'm like, wow, all right, we reached the end. Only just flew by super quick. Um, yeah. So overall, I mean, look, yeah, so, the the lyrics, the content yeah. is super raw and super personal, and he did a great job like telling stories on each album. My Hold 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 ups mm-hmm. are hold up. the skits, the repetitiveness, kind of that. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, <laughs> the you know the the same baseline kind of running through, mm-hmm. albeit it's a great baseline. But you know, I just, I was just hoping for a little more variety, and the 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 featured artists too. It was just it was just, it was just a lot for me, and mm-hmm. those things kind of you know took a couple points off for me, um, yeah. but. There's no, absolutely no denying his 
status as yeah. a rap and hip hop icon for sure. Oh yeah, and as a as a um, you know kind of like a what the hell's the word I'm looking a for? Tostito salesman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. A pioneer. How's that? Sure. Yeah. You know the idea yep. that he literally is him and Dre. Like Dre started, and then kind of he jumped in, and then that was that entire push of that G funk West Coast. I mean, they were they were it. And to come out with something like this, you know, early, you think about us listening to it now and we're kind of laughing and thinking, man, that's pretty crude. But now think about back in 93 when oh, this yeah. came out. Yeah. You know, this was just, this was it. Yeah. You didn't was see it. this. I mean. Yeah. The only other thing you can even like think of to compare it to would be like um, Straight out of Compton or something. I was like just going to say yeah, NWA. Yeah, yeah. NWA. When, yeah. when did that come out? Around the same time. I yeah. Know. yeah. I want to say 92. You know, and NWA kind of had their political push. Yeah. You know, with the, the, the whole fuck the police and kind of that edge of things where this didn't have 88. that. Oh, wow. Okay. So a lot right. earlier. This didn't have the same, I would say, like political right. kind of uprising yeah. push. Yeah. But, I mean, how many albums were talking, like you said, half the shit was talking about balls and yeah. And, and, and dick and, and everything else. Dick. <laughs> um, w balls. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so and tedious. to still be one of the most like iconic, uh, quintessential. Oh yeah. Woo, Ring the alarms. Early, uh, <laughs> early nineties West Coast G funk like that entire style. It was just uh, you know it's it's definitely got its merit for yeah. that alone. It's got the the influence that especially because I. I want to say, like, I kind of skipped that middle generation because I grew up with, like, the newer artists, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I can hear a lot of that, especially in, yeah. in a lot of the newer ones. So big, big credit to Snoop for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to still be relevant now. I mean, to Oh, a yeah. Point, yeah. You yeah. Know. Cool. All right. Yeah. Faves. Let's go with our tracks. Yeah. My favorite was uh, Who Am I? What's My Name? Agreed. Mm-hmm. One of uh, the first rap songs I got into in our middle school, like mm-hmm. I said. It's a, a great danceable beat. Got that... that P funk sample. Well, it's a mm-hmm. George Clinton sample. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, his most animated and kind of upbeat um, flow on pretty much every, and pretty much any track really. Um, some flow switch ups, which I thought was pretty good, especially for around the time. Um, fantastic track for me, definitely. I agree. It's also my favorite track. Um, it it's my first Snoop Dogg song that I was familiar with. Um, and it's, I, I think, out of the whole album, the most relatable song. Like, you could just dig right in. You can connect with the song from beginning to end. Uh, yeah, absolutely, hands down, my favorite song. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know how much else to say. Same thing, first real Ooh. Snoop Dogg song I uh, was introduced to. And um, I just love that, oh, what's my motherfucking name, Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Yep. It's just a great, great, I think it might be the first time. Is, is that our first yeah. time, all agreeing on the same song? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Might have had one more. Yeah. Let me go back yeah. to the Spotify playlist. Just a great... And, and again, like we mentioned, not earlier in the album, which is surprising, and not the first single. Right. Right? Gin and Juice was the first? I, uh, no. What no, was it? Yeah. So it was the name? first yeah. single. My bad. Um, yeah, you are right. Yeah. That was the first single. But still, later, later in the, the album, song, it is. because of all the... The first one? I think first nice. three-way? Wow. So, um. <laughs> Uh-oh. So yeah, good though. Great song. Um, now we're going to go with bottom track. Um, I mean, there was no real track that I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like they all were pretty, pretty standard throughout, uh, maybe doggy dog world, just kind of there, 
didn't really stick out to me. Had to re-listen to it during the podcast to kind of remember what it sounded like. So um, if I really had to pick something that was like the killer for the whole album was maybe the length of the skits. Like yeah. the, and the number mm-hmm. of skits. Okay. Like that would be my my least is that they is could it? have either shortened them or um, cut a couple of them out, not made them so prevalent throughout the album. But if we're going with a specific song, then I guess Doggy Dog World was just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with uh, Lodi Doty. It was a bit too long for me. The beat wasn't really um, that well produced mm-hmm. to be that long on the album. Um, I, I kind of like the lyrical content a bit more, a bit more thematic, but um, the overlapping conversation in the beginning was just kind of jarring. Yeah. It was like, what am I listening to? Kind of just made me want to skip every time I would listen to the album. So. But I mean, yeah, like what Mike said, it's not like a killer for the album. It's not like yeah. something I'm going to be like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Like, I'll put it on, I'll still listen to it, mm-hmm. but it's not something I would, like, seek out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, my least favorite, as you can probably guess, was For All My Blanks and Bitches. Um, I, <clears throat> yeah. I, I can't stand that song now that this episode has been recorded, and if I go back to this album, I will hit skip. I, I just think it's annoying. It's too long. They're saying the same. The, the choruses themselves are also long themselves. Yeah. So... It's it, it's a no for me, dog. I, I'm not, <laughs> not a fan of this one. <laughs> <Stupid> dog. <laughs> smart. Um, Dark Horse Sleeper. Mine is G's and Hustlers. Oh, Love nice. this song. Coming in second to last track. You might not get to it. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to this song because I love that intro. That's yeah. kind of schoolhouse intro. Mm-hmm. Love the bass line. Love that all the instruments are like synced in. Love his rap. Great song. G's and Hustlers. That is yeah. a good song. Um, I gotta go with the Shiznit. Yeah, I definitely. just really liked it. The the flute killed it for like yeah, it was just flute, great. Yeah. When the flute came in, I was like, "What is that? The flute <laughs> on the on a rap song, like gangster rap song?" Yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. It was just I thought it was such a change up from the. whole... There is not another song in the album that sounds like the Shiznit. Yeah, and that's what really like it was that different. You would not expect, well, and it's early that. on too. It's only yeah technically four or five songs in, depending on which. Mm-hmm. track you lists at? you look at um but it was early on is even before like i said we said who am i um it's right after gin and juice it just that was my it was just such a cool different song yeah. yep for sure um i want to pull a bit of joe sod and pick two. Oh, sorry oh. i know right so it i've originally must be the wine speaking it is <laughs> I'm, I'm already wine drunk um <laughs> I originally just had one, and that one was Murder Was the Case. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one. The uh, the darker themes, kind mm-hmm. of showing the other side of fame a bit. Um, the uh, intricate... It's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's I talked well. about it already. It's good. I don't want to yeah. repeat myself. But my other one that I was going to add is uh, Ain't No Fun. Yes. You know, it's got that, that, that funky bass, mm-hmm. the, the sex talk all over it. It's really nice. Uh, really smooth R&B track. The features yeah, kill nice. it. It's good. It's good. Listen to it. It's good. It is. So I love the fact that we all agreed for the first time on our favorite yeah. track. And we but all I, we all gave, gave separate yeah. separate uh, dark horses. <laughs> I that's that's what it's all about. I love that. Love yep. that. Cool. All right. Let's um let's rate it here. Three point five. Um, I'm giving it. You know, again, it's not like a go to rap album for me, but because of the major influence it had, it's almost like a thriller idea. It had such a major influence, even though it wasn't maybe the best album ever. And it was so early on, you know, what he did early on with this style of rap 
you know, pave the way for so much, so much else to happen mm-hmm. in the future. Um, so I gave it a three point five. You know, it's it's a good album. I'd listen to it again. I've listened to it a couple of times um, just for this podcast, and um, yeah, I really I did enjoy it. I'm gonna one up you and give it a four. Whoa, wow. that's right. Yeah, originally, originally I was thinking around a three to a three and a half. Yeah, but I feel like with more and more listens, the the catchiness mm-hmm. and the, the qualities that Snoop kind of brings to the table uh, really resonated with me. Um, the, most of the features are really, really solid. Uh, the production from Dr. Dre is really good for the time. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Fits under an hour, so it's not too long. Um, it's the, There's a bit more skits than I like, which kind of limits it from being like really, really, really good for me. Um, the lyrics can be a bit repetitive, um, but I feel like the charm of the album kind of saves it a bit more. But uh, definitely all-time classic hip-hop album. This, this one's going in. Uh, the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. For going sure. to Canton yep. or whatever it is. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm giving it a three. Um, right. There's no denying the, the power of it. Like Tom just said, the you know it's, it's going into the, the Hall of Fame. Um, but just the number of featured artists, the number of intros, the length of the intros, the lack of flow at times just kind of ruined it for me. There's some great songs on it, awesome songs, which are in my uh, playlist that I make mm-hmm. um, but just as an album experience overall it can get a little choppy but I love his perspective on life and West Coast living at that time and being a young up-and-coming rapper um, that is worthwhile so three three for me nice yep so now let's talk about the wine the wine our first wine our first 19 crimes wine. Cali red I'm not a wine person, which none of us are. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and I can drink... You know, I, I'm not going to say I won't drink wine. It's just I'm not a wine person. I'm mm-hmm. not really a big fan. I won't drink a lot of it. I thought this went down pretty smooth. I thought it tasted good. I mean, I thought, you know, I got a little bit in a second glass, and I'm not dying. Like, I, it's... I give it a three. Okay. Two and a half, three. Wow. Because I don't drink wine, so I don't really have a ton of comparison, to be completely honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for $12, if That's... someone says, hey, you got to buy a wine, this is 12 bucks, and I could sit here and sip on this for an evening, and, and it wouldn't be a bad thing, you know? Um, some of them just have a little, they're a little too sweet, or they're a little too whatever the case is, and this one's just goes down smooth, in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the negative ratings that we're giving it is simply because we're not big wine. wine yes, yeah. right. So, yeah. so, but I'm in that same boat, like around two, two and, and a half three. ish. Yeah. yeah, it's it's for for the price, pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, for the setting as of right now, like one p.m. on a Sunday, not gonna go seek wine usually. No, no. Um, but yeah, again, it's it's more of a setting thing for me, you know. Yeah. If you're in that right mood to go out and drink some wine, then this is a, a good one. You get a decent bang for your buck. Yeah. Higher alcohol content. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm yeah, it's not a big wine person. I didn't even finish the first glass, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I too not a big wine person. I hate wine. I've been on so many wine tastings and vineyard visits and all that. Like the vibe is cool, but I just don't I don't buy my own wine tasting because I know I'm not gonna like it. So like everyone said, don't listen to our specific ratings. However, I liked this. Yeah. I I got through my first glass. I was pleasantly surprised. 
Um, I just poured you a little bit more. You did, and I guess I'm going to have to finish that. (laughs) Um, But I always try and look at the big picture, and 19 Crimes, you know, their their brand, their theme, cool concept of the wine. That definitely helped. You know, if you're into big picture, you know, you read up on it, and it's really cool. The whole um, augmented reality thing with him talking Mm -hmm. through the app, that's awesome. The price is great. The quality is great. But I'm giving it a 2.5. Yeah. Again, because I'm not a big wine guy, but it is really good. I'll remind you, Amanda gave it four and a half, which yeah. that's she's a big wine fan, so she rates this four and a half. That that's big. So definitely go check this out and check out all their other wines, Nineteen Crimes, because they're very popular. Mm-hmm. A lot of people drink this brand. Yeah, I again knew nothing about them until we found this and we decided to do a little research and mm-hmm. try it. And I don't really have much wine to compare it to, but it's definitely for the price and everything else. I would I'd buy this again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool, very nice. All right, well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Let's let's shout everyone out here. Yeah, just 19 Crimes on Instagram. Go yep. uh, give them a follow. And their website ha- is so extensive. Mike was looking yes. at it oh, during yeah, the cool. episode. Um, and then, of course, Snoop Dogg, just Snoop Dogg on Instagram, 2Gs, S-N-O-O-P-D-O-G. Uh, oh, yeah, check him out. I mean, his career speaks for its stuff yeah. you know, itself awesome uh so next episode i think we're getting back on track with uh the producer pick that's it's right. been a very long time that's right it's time for another producer pick that's what do you right. got for us tom uh i am picking for our album it is going to be a goodbye yellow brick road by elton john oh, just wow. a classic uh classic uh classic rock that's more it's more of like a, a ballad heavy there yeah. are some rock okay. songs on it okay okay good. okay and the beer's going to be a bit of a surprise, Ooh. so I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm reserving that. A little so. cliffhanger? A first one? Uh-oh. Yeah, you're, you're going to find out soon enough. <sighs> wow, I like it. And not because I didn't choose it yet, but because <laughs> I have it, and it's I'm just, you know, the, the so, suspension. We got we to gotta keep the listeners on the edge of their seats. That's you know? right. They're going to have to listen and watch out. You're going to have to see our sneak peek on, uh, on our Instagram yes. to see what it is yes. in a couple it. days. So speaking of that Instagram, please follow us. You know, we, we try and do a lot of fun stuff on social media. Uh, Hops and Bops podcast, all one word, on Instagram and Facebook. We're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, by the way... We have a lot of episodes by now. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Tom has actually compiled all of our individual favorite tracks from all the albums we've talked about into one playlist. That playlist, if you're interested in, is accessible through the link in our bio. Uh, leads you right to Spotify. It's, they're all there. It's a good mix of everything. Yep. Um, a lot of different genres, so be sure to check that out for sure. Um, so for Mike and Tom, I've been Joe. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.